For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Leela Siskind. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover professors' use of AI in the classroom, changes in management at Princeton Public Schools, a new Supreme Court ethics code, and a tunnel collapse in northern India. It's Tuesday, November 14th. Since the release of ChatGPT last fall, members of Princeton's faculty have been able to set their own policies on generative AI. While some have opted to ban the technology outright, others have chosen to utilize the technology to advance teaching in the classroom. To learn more about this new type of pedagogy, we sat down with staff features writer Valentino Moreno. I'm Valentina, I'm a sophomore and I'm a staff writer for the features section. So you have been doing this feature about the different ways that professors utilize generative AI or don't utilize it. So how would you describe how professors have been using AI in the classroom and sort of what have you seen in your reporting? So I think from the three professors that I spoke to, it seems that professors have generally been receptive to using ChatGPT and other AI tools in the classroom. The SPIA professor that I spoke to mentioned that he allows his students to use it in any capacity that they want as long as they cite it because he's interested in learning the capabilities and applications of ChatGPT because it's sort of unknown at this point. And then another professor in the electrical and chemical engineering department actually built his own ChatGPT derivative that is personalized for the class. So he fed all the class materials, including lectures and assignments, into ChatGPT sort of as an AI teaching assistant for the course. But then I've also talked to a Coast professor that doesn't think that using ChatGPT in the classroom is such a good idea because students at the introductory level are still learning how to code, so it's better that they learn on their own instead of using a tool like ChatGPT. I guess on the other end of sort of this professor who created Blocky are the professors that have rejected AI outright. So what have they sort of been doing? And also, what are their arguments surrounding why AI is sort of the wrong path for students nowadays? So I spoke to a lecture in COAST 126, which is the introductory computer science class at Princeton. Um, He mentioned that ChatGPT can be a shortcut for students and it's not necessarily enabling them to learn in the best way because they need to learn how to code on their own first before they resort to using another tool, which is why I think it's helpful for a more advanced course like Blocky is in Principles of Blockchains because these students already sort of understand coding so they can determine whether or not the answer that the AI tool is spitting out is correct or useful. Um, But in an introductory level class, it doesn't make a lot of sense for ChatGPT to be used. And that's sort of his perspective on it. Thank you so much. Thank you. To read more of Murano's writing, head to dailyprincetonian.com or click the link in the show notes. In local news, Katie Foster has been appointed as superintendent of Princeton Public Schools, following the resignation of former superintendent Carol Kelly on October 27th. Foster previously overtook the role of interim principal at Princeton High School, following the sudden departure of former principal Frank Schmiel, class of 98. She also served as superintendent for Robinville Public Schools until 2020. Foster's contract calls for her to remain as interim superintendent until June 30, 2024. The Princeton Board of Education confirmed the appointment last night with a unanimous vote. In national news, the Supreme Court issued a new ethics code yesterday, attempting to assuage public criticism and bolster confidence in the court. According to a statement from the justices, the new regulations are derived from the existing ethics policy of lower courts, 
just modified to address the, quote, unique institutional setting of the Supreme Court. It does not mention specific restrictions, but rather lays out a general groundwork that the justices should follow, including avoiding those actions that give, quote, the appearance of impropriety in all activities. They also propose that justices should not allow external incentives such as family or political, financial, and social incentives to influence their judgments. All nine justices signed off on the new ethics system, including Justice Clarence Thomas, who has come under fire in recent years over an undisclosed 2014 real estate deal with a prominent conservative donor, and his wife's involvement in efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. As such, the code comes amid mounting pressure from Democrats in Congress, who threatened to subpoena prominent conservatives close to Justice Thomas and Justice Samuel Alito in an attempt to pass legislation mandating ethics reform within the court. In international news, rescue efforts are currently underway in Uttarkashi, northern India, in an attempt to save at least 40 workers who were constructing a mountain tunnel when it collapsed on Sunday. The tunnel is part of Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Char Dam Highway Project, the goal of which is to better connect the state of Uttarakhand and improve access to significant pilgrimage sites, as well as to the country's capital, New Delhi. It is set to measure 621 miles long. The Uttarakashi police are in contact with the victims who became trapped when part of the passage connected to the entrance collapsed. Water and oxygen is being delivered to them through the debris. Workers have removed around 65 feet of debris so far and have another 130 feet to go until they are able to reach those trapped, according to Uttarakashi Circle Officer Anup Kumar, who added yesterday that, quote, it would take approximately another day to clear it up. Expect sunshine today with a low of 35 and a high of 52 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Isabel Jacobson and me. Sound engineered by Ria Tomar and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Leela Siskind. Have a wonderful day.